1: Welcome to Money Over 50. Today's topic, Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares for Retirees. Michael, your topic. Oh, one of my favorite shows, Dallas. It's back on. <laughs> it's back I'm, on. I'm excited for this because I, I know how you feel about Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares. So, uh, for those of you who haven't seen uh,
0: the show, it's, it's Chef Gordon Ramsay, the, yeah. the uh, brash-talking British yeah. chef. Yeah. And um, uh, so... Ramsey goes into failing restaurants. Yep. Uh, who have contacted him, and and he actually goes in. And uh, the 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 episode, each different episode, is about him trying to turn around that yeah. specific restaurant yeah. that he's gone into. And um, there's always clashes with the head chef and yeah. all those types of things. And <laughs> yeah. and and um, so it got me to thinking because I've been binging on that lately yeah. at night. Um, if you want to watch this, if you ever want to watch one of these shows, it's back on the um, – it's the Channel 7 Plus, I think yeah, it is, yeah. the app. Yeah. It's the – yeah, so you get the the 7 Plus app. Yeah. And you can go through and then there's there's a couple of different seasons you can you can actually watch Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares. Do so, you get any,
1: any favourites for the for the listeners? if you if you're only gonna go and watch one, what's your what's your favourite? Uh, the
0: the the there's one called The Secret Garden. That's a that's a brilliant <laughs> one. I watched that last night. Yeah. Um it's 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 uh season season one, I yeah. think it is, yeah. of the American version. So when he went to America. Yeah. And um there's a uh there's a French chef there and the British and the French don't get on no, at the best, the best of it. time. So they're having <laughs> massive clash clashes and uh, I mean Gordon I mean he's got some of the most successful restaurants around the world and yeah. there's a there's a there's a reason why. Yes. Um but it's rocket science. No. So um I, I actually went to to one in London and just to see the process driven mm. way that they look after you is, is yeah. fantastic. So yeah. so um and I had I had a thought. Well, while I've yeah. been watching these episodes, I thought, gee, these failing restaurants are very similar to failed retirement. investment plans or retirement plans that yep.
1: we've that we've seen. Yeah. So I thought we'd actually, and and I think that's uh, probably a great analogy because, um, I, I mean, I haven't watched as many episodes as you, but as as I understand it, there's often a situation where he comes in, and it might not not necessarily be a. F- failing restaurant it could just be a restaurant that is is very hit and miss and, and yeah. a bit all over the place and so we often have this where uh, people who come to see us for the first time it's not as though it's not as though their financial life's a mess like mm-hmm. our, our, our our typical client that comes to see us have already they've got themselves in a reasonably good situation they've probably mm-hmm. got good financial habits it's just a matter of harnessing that and getting that process streamlined and getting it mm-hmm. you know. You know, making that run the best that it possibly can, and so, you know, sometimes he has, um, sometimes he has uh, restaurants that he can really make a big difference to and turn them, you know, turn them around and get them really humming along well. And other times, it, it's I don't think they he, he can't sort of get through. And so, I think that's probably the, the thing that I'd say here is that when we're talking about some of these retirement plans that fail, some of these are are people that we have sort of. Um, some of these are people that we've met with and that we haven't been able to to help or work with on on an ongoing basis because we just haven't been the right right fit for them, and mm-hmm. others are just the the common mistakes that we've sort of seen people um, go to make that we've been able to to help them help them not make. So, I think that's probably the another thing there that um, the the commonality I notice is that, like you just said, none of the things that. That this book talks about are rocket science. It's often the things that he, the mistakes that he stops those restaurants making that are the key, and that's the mm-hmm. big thing that we see with our clients is that it's not as though we're some super genius that has these great ideas that, that 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 people have never heard of. It's really just the ability to to put the right thing in place in the right and and stop mm-hmm. a mistake happening is often more important than what you're necessarily doing there instead. So um, you've got a, a few of the different. Uh, common mistakes here, the the, well, the the reasons that some of these restaurants have failed or that they are failing? The first one, no
0: visualizing success. So, um, for the failing restaurant, yeah. what that means is that they don't know they don't who clear, they are or who they stand for. Yeah, They've got so, no clear picture of what so they're trying to achieve. Or what, they're what they're trying to achieve, trying to who their market is. Um, example, uh, one that I watched just recently, it was an Italian restaurant yeah. And it was run by an Italian family. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was all different generations of this Italian family that were running this restaurant. Yeah. They were targeting fine dining. Yeah. And and, um, Gordon looked at the fine dining Italian competition in the area yeah. and he said, look, you're up against some really, really good chefs here. Yeah, yeah you're going to struggle. What you guys need to be, you need to be the number one choice for family Italian yeah. dining yeah. In, in this region. So... Just framing that a little bit differently, yeah. setting up the decor to yeah. be booths yeah. instead of yeah. know, like um, yeah, tables. You know, tables of two, yeah, yeah, and um, taking taking that level of I guess pompousness out of it as yeah. well, yeah, made it more inviting, and then became a success,
1: yeah.
0: Um, uh, in terms of of attracting, yeah, you know, they were the only, and that, they were one of the only family, yeah, sort of places, yeah, family friendly yeah. restaurants in that area. And- so it wasn't a big twist
1: on what they were doing. what they was, were necessarily doing, but it but was it's still it, Italian. I, I uh, think it was. The, the, the language is that visualizing success. What that mm. what that allows them to do is one when they know what is it we're trying to achieve. We're trying to be the family, the the number one choice for families to eat good Italian food mm. in a relaxed atmosphere. What that allows them to do is every decision then flows off the back of that, and it makes it easy to make every other decision because you yeah. then go, okay do. Tables of two? Or do we have booths? Well, we're trying to be the family option. We have booths. Do we have you know? Do we have uh, yeah. um, fine uh, linen? Yeah. white linen yeah. on the on the tables. No, we don't. We yeah. have yeah. we have paper. Yeah, like that, we have all those sorts know. of things. Where you just go, it's it then becomes you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. You just go, okay, this is what success will look like to. This is what success means to us. Every decision that we make is either getting us closer to that to that destination or further away, and so. Yeah, how does that apply to aspiring retirees? So for the the,
0: and I don't know if I use the best terminology here, but the but you get my idea. Yeah, yeah, Someone yeah. who has retirement on their mind. Yes. So for the failing aspiring re- retiree, um, one of the biggest mistakes that we see Dallas is that they don't work backwards. Yep. So that they they actually they actually don't um just like the restaurant they don't visualize where they need to be yet. in the future and what yep. success would look like. Yep. So for the, a failing aspiring retiree, yeah, um, they 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 don't visualize or they don't um, even work out the numbers of yeah. you know uh the date specific dollar specific amount that they require. Yeah, and what retire- I'm talking about there is yeah. they're 55 now, they want to retire at 63. Yeah, um, the first place to start is okay, what would my Expenses to have a successful be. retirement what would that look like yeah how much money would i need to yeah. how much money would my um money have to make or yeah. generate yeah uh as a as a rate of return yeah. how much would I need yeah. to get to at yeah. that point in time and they work backwards yeah. so so one of the biggest things that we do as financial advisors for our clients is actually is is facilitate that conversation and actually yeah. then work backwards say, so okay. once yeah. we've got that number Yeah. We, we say okay well the, the 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 most logical way to get between yeah. here and that number yeah. is is to do these
1: things yeah and that's I think, a great point because it's only once you have that target or that um, number in mind and and we you know use the example of if you want to retire in 10 years time so so again we've talked about this in great detail but in very simple terms it's not a complicated thing it's not uh, it's not a huge mass problem. If you want $60,000 a year in today's dollars in 10 years' time, that's probably going to be about $80,000 a year. Yep. Because you need about 20 times that figure, therefore you need about $1.6 So you, you then have... That's that's what that is. That's that target. So as I just said then in the example of the restaurant, it becomes a lot easier because you then go, okay, that's what that success will look like. Is, is mm-hmm. the, we're, That's the target we're shooting for. We want about $1.6 million. Now now it gets easy because we then go, okay, what do we need to do between now and then to make that happen? And are we on track? And, and when we're making decisions of, you know, how much do we need to save every year, we at least have a target in mind. We, it becomes very easy to make those decisions when you when you know what what you're trying to achieve. Whereas before then, uh, I think people, like you say, when they're not working backwards, they kind of look at it as, okay, well, I've, I will see how much every week and then I'll put some money away. And, and not only do they sometimes not put enough away, but even if they are putting enough away, they don't really have peace of mind whether they are or not. They're constantly stressing about and thinking, should I be doing something different? So to me, that's that's a big one, that first um, first issue, is that not not visualising success, not thinking about what uh, a successful outcome will look like, and then working backwards from there to work out what do I need to be doing every every fortnight to make that happen. And until that aspiring retirees had... The thought process and,
0: mm. and dedicate enough time to actually visualize what yep. success would be in the future. Yeah. To be fair, they don't know if they're a fine dining person no, or a no. relaxed and <laughs> well casual. Which, this is this person. is my, so, my, so that's the that's think, the
1: what's the podcast I did about we. No one lives an extravagant lifestyle. Yeah. No, no one. No one. No one thinks everyone spends an amount of money that they think is is normal. And and the point is whether you. Whether the amount that you need to retire is normal or not normal or average or above average or below average doesn't matter. It's no. it's only relative to you. It's relevant well to what, you whether you're you whether you're going to be fine dining,
0: relaxed and informal, yeah. um, cafe yeah. style, yeah. Like whatever, whatever, <laughs> yeah. You know, but whatever it is, of, you need to know what that you is. you need to know what that is, and, um, that's, and that's visualizing success yeah. and then working backwards.
1: Yeah, I think. Sorry, just to cut in there as well, Michael. With that is that. We, we raise these questions with people, but we are well aware that most people don't know that. And so it's mm. not a situation where when someone comes to see us for the first time, we say, how much do you think you'll need to spend in retirement? A part of our job is, is working through that with them. We, not many people know what they want to spend every year in retirement. No, so they it, don't. It's, it's you know, a part of a good financial advisor to help you work through that. It's not, it's not your job to come to us with the answers or to go to your financial yeah. advisor with the answers of how much you need. That's a conversation they should be facilitating.
0: Well, it's 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 interesting because uh, it takes Ramsey a while to work that out. Yeah, in these episodes yeah. as well. So he's, he's, he goes in, I mean, and he doesn't straight away say you shouldn't be fine dining, you should be no. family. Yeah, he goes through and oh, okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. um, grandma and granddad work here. Yeah, the, the, their kids run the place. Yeah, they've got grandkids that are like yeah. you know um learning the trade and all that. So, so okay, you're a family. Yeah. Okay, well, I think what really makes sense for you guys here it's is to be a focused, family, like, yeah, yeah, yep. a, fam- a family, a family-focused Italian restaurant as yep. opposed to fine dining. Yeah. Number two, no cleanliness. Yep. So this is my absolute favorite part of every episode. <laughs> Without the owner's knowledge, uh, Gordon lets himself in early one morning and actually goes through the goes through the pantry, goes through the kitchen, and goes through the. Um, you know, the walk-in fridge and all that sort of stuff yeah and I just love his reactions because yep. he, he swears a lot and he's just absolutely <laughs> flabbergasted at yep. the filth in yep. there yep. and the lack of standards yep. so um one of the things that stands out to me for every successful restaurant is that it has impeccable cleanliness yeah they actually clean too much but there's a reason why yeah um so if you spill something as small as one single macaroni pasta shell on the floor and don't clean it up yeah. Where does it all end? Yeah. You know, all of a sudden there's a uh, half a chicken breast on yeah. the floor and then there's... <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. The, there's there's, a, a there's cacana, actually no rotting food. There's and, no yeah. line in the sand. Yeah. So, the best restaurants and Formula One teams for yeah. that matter, yeah. they have cleanliness to the point that you actually be able to eat your dinner yeah. off their kitchen floor or the garage yeah. floor. Yeah. And and the reason is they draw a line in the sand and that line is not one single macaroni past the shelves to be left on the floor. Yeah. And that's the standard. Yeah. Now, um, every single failing restaurant on Kitchen Nightmares has no cleanliness standards. Yeah. Uh, everything's filthy. he has got rotten food in there. Yeah. You know, just, it's just completely yeah. devoid of any single process yeah. or standard. Um, so, the first thing that Gordon does with them, after abusing them and calling him <laughs> a filthy rotten pig, uh, yeah. and, uh, yeah. is that he gets all of the staff in yeah. and have a thorough clean out. Mm of the, the kitchen. They have a thorough clean out of the you know, all of the pantry and the walk-in and all that sort of stuff and he sets a process in place then yeah. for regular cleaning. So, the, the, the clean out is the point here I want to make. For aspiring re- retirees, really the second step after visualizing success is a thorough budget clean out. Yeah. So, um, one of the things that you don't necessarily like doing Dallas but you do it I do you, you there, clean yes. out there yep. you yep. clean out your clients budget and I do the same thing as well yeah. um, it, it's it's over time people yeah. and and we're not immune to this yeah over time people develop a messy kitchen mm. and what I'm talking about here is their budget and their then their expenses and their and the things that they lock themselves into and the monthly subscriptions and all those types of things people people naturally develop a, a a messy
1: kitchen yeah and the second step is a thorough budget clean out yeah and that's that's i think a, a key point there is that it's it's the clean out uh, what you're trying to do is build the habits of of cleanliness of, of and you know in this case it's, it's build good financial habits yeah, and as i said most people come to us with relatively good financial habits but Pretty much everyone that we talk to says, well, you know, yes, we might be. Most people are pretty good with their expenses but could be a bit better, could sort of mm. tighten it up. And, and this flows to me back to, to part one of this is that once we've worked backwards and gone, okay, we know we need this much in 10 years' time in retirement savings, we know we need to, you know, that's then our job is, is to help people calculate, okay, well, we need to be putting $600 a fortnight into into superannuation to make that happen. That's to me like that. That standard of that that that's a non-negotiable. This this has to happen every fortnight. Now we need to work out how to make that happen. You you spot on there because the 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 fortnight that that goes to
0: zero or yep. that only drops to three hundred dollars. Yep. That's like that's One like the chicken shell breast on the or the yeah. shell of macaroni on falling the on the floor and yep. being left there. Yep. It, it's it's it's
1: and, it's. And this, um, this the line on the sand that you do not yeah. want to cross you cannot cross and this this is uh i guess similar to the podcast we just did recently of, of do or do not there is no try this is <laughs> why i feel so strongly about if you can't do that 600 dollars a fortnight then then that's fine we set a figure that you can do yep. and, and we might adjust your goals we might say we will need to adjust your goals in future mm. but we pick something that you can the standard that you can accept and that you are willing to do every time and it's meant that you make to to yourself and and to us as your advisors. To go, well, we are going to do this. We know we can do this. We're not going to pick some figure that you know is, is not feasible, is not achievable. We pick something we can do and we stick to that and we build those habits. And then over time, you know, we might tweak those habits. But the key there is we've got to start from that good foundation. And that's mm-hmm. like you say, a, a good kitchen has to start start from that foundation of cleanliness. Um, I, I, you made a note here that Formula One. I, I find that really fascinating. It's like Formula One's an extreme example, but if you go to your mechanic, if you go to a really good mechanic, it's always immaculate. No, not not so much immaculate, there's obviously a bit of grease and stuff like that, but it's the floor is swept every single day. There's no crap left on the floor, there's no, you know, mm. stuff sitting on a bench somewhere, there's there's tool you know, tool cabinets that everything put away at the end of every day. Everything is in its place, they know where everything is. To me, it's it's a similar sort of thing when you're starting with your with your retirement plan, is you've got to start from that that place of cleanliness of right. Let's mm. strip it back to what do we actually need to be doing, and and how do we set things up so that we can consistently do that. And yep. that's that cleanliness is, is the is the way that I guess I think of it.
0: Yep. Uh, point three: no automation or or processes is probably an interchangeable word here. So one of the things that every single failing restaurant uh, has in common. Is the lack of processes and yep. the lack of automation? Um, yeah, you know, uh, handwritten dockets that get lost. Um, sometimes it's done this way; other times it's done this way. Yes. Sometimes yep. this way to look after these tables. Yes. Other times they look after yep. you know, these tables over here. Yeah. Um. They they just they just don't have they just don't have any you know, single system uh, system yep. in their automation. Yep. So um, for the failing. Aspiring ride right retiree, um, one of the things that we look at is that they don't automate things. Yeah. Is, is one of is one of the the free things that you can do right now, which yeah. is so simple with internet yeah. banking, yeah. is that you can automate things. So, mm-hmm. okay, um, you need to make that six hundred dollar a fortnight contribution to superannuation. Well, we we jump in with our clients and actually set up from their internet banking mm. a recurring fortnightly transfer of six hundred dollars. Yep. That's set and forget. Yeah, they have an almost certain, yep. certain chance of of being successful. Yes, if that's automated. Yep. and they don't look at it yep. again. Yeah. Um. If, okay. If well, we know that they're going to get yep. a rates bill in July, yep. and it's going to be come in again in January, and yep. we know that that their car insurance and home insurance and all of those types of things. Yeah. Falls at around the same time now. Now yeah, we we right know right. that going in, yeah. so we we yeah we divide all we add all that up, add a ten percent variance, divide that by twenty six fortnights, set up a separate bills account, and every fortnight that they get paid, that money yeah, another yeah. eight hundred dollars goes into that mm-hmm. that fortnightly bills account, automated. Yep, yeah. no one's logging in there no. No. every fortnight when they're getting paid. Yeah, um, everyone listening would remember the old system when you got paid weekly or fortnightly and you had to drive to your uh you know, you got a bill yeah, and you had to drive around and pay your bills. Yes. Like yeah, so yeah. you actually yep. you had to do all that. The the good news is now there's none of that. You can no. just automate all that, that yep. stuff to actually you know be set up in a separate account. So
1: yeah.
0: So that's a system, that's a process. And, yeah. And it's an automated system and a process. And and what I see with these failing restaurants, none of them have that. Yeah. It's, and and we see the same thing with people's financials with with people's financials as well. Yeah. Uh, that, that that they they're just not they're, they're not automating these
1: things. Yeah. that need to be automated. And that's that's I think the to me the, the thing about this is obviously these fly in in, in line. But the, once we've then we worked out what we need to do. We've worked out um, you know what you know worked out what success looks like. We've worked out what we need to actually be doing. What's what's the the, yeah. the, the minimum? That six hundred for a uh, fortnight, for example. Okay. If we don't have that automation in place, we don't have that system in place. You just open the door to mistakes, and and by mistakes I mean, if you have to log in every fortnight and transfer that six hundred dollars a fortnight, mm. you know things get in the way. Life happens. That's mm. not. It's it's not going to be front of mind every fortnight. What you're doing is you're basically making it hard for yourself that you have to be. You have to get it right every fortnight. Whereas mm. by automating that, you just it only it only happens. Once you, you get that set up, it happens automatically. And that's, you know, I think the... I noticed this with restaurants in particular. You know, when you go to... I used to go to a cafe or I, I got dragged to it a few times because it was next to where some mates lived. And every time I went there, it would drive me mad because every time you went, there'd be a different process for... Oh, the this Sometimes they'd, you, you'd order from the table. Other times you had to go up. Sometimes you'd pay at the start. Sometimes you'd pay at the end. Sometimes... A waitress would come around and ask if you for another coffee. Sometimes you had to flag them down. It was just and it put me on edge every time I went there because you go, I've I've now got to have in the back of my mind, you know again, I think they call this first world problems, but I just <laughs> thought if if it feels like that for me, imagine the staff. Like imagine the imagine the management and and the staff of that restaurant going every week, what's gonna happen this week? We don't know. It's yeah. gonna be a free for all. We're trying to just get through it as, as best we can compared to you know, we go to Cactus Jacks, which is a, a local townsville institution. I, I think there might be one near Brisbane, but I don't think it's it's across <laughs> the country. But you go there, it's the same it's the same process and it has been the same process for twenty mm. years, is yep. that you walk in, there's a person at the front door, they hand you off to someone who's your drinks waitress, they will mm-hmm. take all or, or waiter, mm-hmm. they'll take you to your table, they take drinks, a separate person takes your food or it's just so consistent every time. And you know when you go there what you're going to get, and the staff know what is expected of them. It's just a, a much. There's just no chance for mistakes, and and when a mistake does happen, which you know sometimes does, you know that it's just a, it's just a thing that's sort of happened. It's not it's not as frustrating because you go okay, well that's you know, that's life. Sometimes humans get things wrong, but it's not because there's no system or this person thought the other person was doing it or the internet was down or whatever. You know, there's there's never there's never 20 different possible reasons for, for a mistake to be made and I think that's what, I mean, we, we talked about this a little while ago with the automation thing is that 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 extra two minutes at the end of a, of a meeting that we have with our clients, we go, these are the things you need to do right. Let's just jump on the internet banking right now and do it. They're sometimes the most valuable two minutes because mm-hmm. then you just know that when we come back in six months' time and have this meeting again, it's that fortnightly, Transfer is going to have happened because it, it can't it can't not happen. It's it's happening automatically. Look, it takes far more
0: effort to undo it, yeah. than it does to do it. Yep. So so inertia then just allows that to happen. Yeah, and 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 yeah, very very quickly our clients become used to that money going out. Yeah. So it becomes harder for it for it it's not fixed. to occur. Yes. Yes. For it to occur. Yep. Number four, chopping and changing. Mm-hmm. So. A failing restaurant, another common theme on Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares. Uh, they were an Italian restaurant, and then they became an Irish restaurant, yeah. and then they changed again to in Indian. Yeah. Uh, or worse still, they've got all three themes on the one menu <laughs> item. And the menu item, and, the, and the the menu is yep. huge. Yeah, um, they don't do. Yeah, they're a jack of all trades. They're, they're of not fo- the master of none. they yep. focus on different things yep. uh, all of the time. Yep. Um. Uh we see that manifest itself for the failing aspiring retiree in changing investment strategies. Yep. So so um uh yeah, I'm invested in a growth investment strategy. Yep. Markets are down by thirty seven percent. I'm gonna chop and change that yep. to cash down. Now. Yep. Um yep. and they just never know who they are or what they are or what their what yep. their actual role is. Yes. Yep. This um I'm gonna digress a bit here. This reminds me of a uh, one of my favourite Seinfelds, the uh, the Babu Bart episode. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Babu was a Pakistani yeah. uh, who had emigrated to the United States, and he, he opened a cafe across from where Jerry lived. It was called the Dream Cafe, and um, and he served uh, contemporary American fare, classic British fare, yeah. um, all all of the foods that he was serving yeah. um, were were things that he wasn't especially in and, yeah. and he's tried to cater to the widest possible possible audience yep. and the widest possible customers. So, yep. Jerry went over there and felt sorry for him because he'd see him standing outside the see, – see Babu standing outside the cafe. No one was sitting in there. So, yep. Jerry went over there and, and, and had some food there and came up with the brilliant idea. Babu, um, no one's coming because you're offering all these things and yep. there's there's other cafes that do that. Um it, it, it's occurred to me that if you opened a Pakistani yeah, restaurant, restaurant yeah. you're the only Pakistani restaurant in this in yeah. this neighborhood. Yeah. Um which was the right idea, but of course in Seinfeld <laughs> Something uh, yeah. classic Seinfeld, he did that. Uh Babu did that and still no one came. <laughs> he spent all this money on
1: on, on, on uh rebranding so, so and probably not a great and, analogy given that so it, it <laughs> didn't work. But but I think that's that's a, but, a good point, is at least you then um the the way that I think of this with you with your money is that, as you said before, it, it's got a job to do. It's it's there's one there's one purpose for that. Mm. You don't want to, and we spoke about this just in a recent, um, the most recent podcast about getting a good return. You have to approach this with the attitude of, right? This this money, if I'm putting that, and you know, I've got that in my superannuation, I want it to grow for the next ten years leading up to retirement, and then for my thirty years throughout retirement. Mm. I need to pick the investment strategy that is going to be that is going to provide that for me mm. for that forty-year time frame. You cannot you cannot get a year down the road and then look backwards and go, "Oh well, I, I got this return." Uh, my next-door neighbour who did something completely different to me, he got a different return. Maybe I should be invested in what he's in and then do that chop and change every year. You you will you will cause yourself all manner of, of troubles mm. there, both financially because you'll you'll just be um, you won't get the outcome that you that you want but also just again um, you have no consistency of that it's very hard to stick to a plan if you're if you're making a $600 a fortnight contribution but then every year you're completely changing your investment strategy and you're changing how you're approaching things and whether you're focusing on building up your superannuation or money outside of super all those sorts of things you you're really diluting your your message to yourself. Mm. So whereas if you say right this is the strategy this is what I'm going to do. I've got a 10 year I've got, I've got a 10 year sort of target there that I'm looking at. I know what I need to do by working back through these things. I know that I've worked out the steps I need to take. I just need to be consistent about that. And yeah, you know, yeah we need to track whether we are whether we are heading towards where we need to be or whether we need to change things a little bit. But there needs to be consistency of what it is, the investment yeah. philosophy, what we're trying to trying to do over that time frame. Number five, um, they don't pick up the free money.
0: So the the I'll tell you a story of how this is done well. I actually I actually went to a restaurant called Maze M A Z E with uh, my wife in 2014 when we were traveling overseas. And we specifically went there because I wanted to see what a well-run and Ramsay restaurant yep. looked like. Yeah. And, and I was actually amazed at the, the, the way that they picked up free money yep. and the processes involved. So um, f- right from the start when we uh, we made a booking, we went there. It was, oh, welcome, Mr. and Mrs. Hoag. Come right this way. We're going to seat you at your table. Um, two cocktail menus were put out yeah. in front of us straight away Yeah. with uh, with only three cocktails. So, a choice of only three cocktails. Yeah. And it wasn't, would you like a cocktail? Yeah. It was, um, Which of basically- select, please select a cocktail uh, <laughs> while you wait Yeah. Uh, just to, so you can relax. So, what they did, I wasn't going to have a cocktail. No. No, like, it would never have like- occurred to you to, to go... <laughs> Um, they didn't ask me if I wanted one. Yeah. Without being forceful or rude, they yeah. had a way of suggesting that this it was the data experience. Yeah, yeah. And because they only had three and not thirteen yep. cocktails, yep. it was a quick decision. Yep. Oh, this one stands out. I'll yep. have this one. Yep. I'll have this one. Mm. Because they're only making three cocktails, they were back on our table within the minute. Yeah. So that, cause they, because um, I imagine they had them yeah. partially lined up and yeah, ready to go. Ready to so go. we're relaxing. Um, a, a minute, Somalia will be in. with you in a minute yeah. to to talk about your wine and food pairings. Yeah, of course. i was also going to have a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, it hadn't even occurred to me whether I was going to have a bottle <laughs> of wine or not. Yeah. But but yeah. all of a sudden, yeah. um, here's the, I think I'm pronouncing it right. Somalia, is <laughs> yeah, it? yeah. it's, it's, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Someone who matches. Yeah. your food and your wine together yeah, yeah. so yeah. so they were there yeah um uh always the menu that they gave you had not much choice on yeah. it. you could you could get a wine list that had a yeah, lot yeah. more choice on it yeah. if you wanted to but they were trying to make your decisions yeah um simple simple yeah and and so it was it was you know would you do you guys think you would like you had your menu there would you yeah. you know what sort of what stands out again with the menu items for the mains? Um, there was only, I think, between five and seven items. There yeah. wasn't. It, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. You know. Again, one of these these failing restaurants. They have menus yeah. that they're trying. They're trying to cook fifty different. Yeah. You know, menu items. Yeah. So it was a really really easy decision. Um, you know, to choose because you you could quickly choose what main you were going to have, yeah. and you could choose what wine you were going to have, and and. All of the the entire experience, the people turning up at the right time, yep. the right person turning up, mm-hmm. yeah, once, once the main was finished, uh, someone didn't come and say, would you like a dessert menu? Yeah. They actually walked around with, with the, a, a tray of, of these the desserts, desserts yeah, and yeah. they let you smell them. Yeah. And yeah. again, there was only yeah. three or four of them. Yeah. But- Yeah it it, it, it and, again and without being forceful or rude it yeah. was an expectation yeah. that you were yeah. were probably going to have yeah. a, Which, a dessert again, if
1: someone puts someone says conceptually do you want dessert you go no thank yeah. you if someone puts a chocolate cake in front of your face when you've yeah. had four glasses of wine and a cocktail yeah. and do you want that well of course I want that it's in there in front of me now they'd got the quality
0: and quantity just right for your main as well. So yeah. it w- it wasn't you know some of these failing places they they go big. Yeah. So they serve these yeah. huge portions, yeah. waste a lot of food. Yeah. Um. They had the tastiest food, but it yeah. was the right portion. Yeah. At the the last bite left you thinking, yeah. "Geez, I could have a bit more." Yeah. if they, if, <laughs> if something came and all of a sudden here's yeah. the here's the dessert. Yeah. And stuck yeah. in front of your face. Yeah. So and. So what, what I'm what I'm talking about here is a picking up free money.
1: So yeah. good restaurants so if I, if pick I run up free money. Those things there from from right from the start. You had a cocktail that you probably wouldn't have even thought to have. So they picked oh. up fifteen dollars there. Yep. Then you've had you've probably had uh, two bottles of wine instead of one because the wine was right there and it was the right wine and you knew yep. that it was going to be a great experience. So you had two bottles and they sold a bottle of wine that probably weren't going to sell. Then they sold two desserts at the end that they probably yep. weren't going to sell. Those are all. They're free money for the restaurant. And and within that as well, sorry. The main that you had, there wasn't there's no wasted food. There no was wasted no, food. here are the options. You they, they know they yep. can get their inventory exactly right because mm. that's what you're going to have. They've they've only put in front of you the right amount of food. You're gonna eat the whole lot, you're not they're not giving you food that's gonna get tipped out the back. So every step of the way there, they're just picking up that free money and, and you finish that experience thinking that was really good value none of it is things that that you felt ripped off or that no. you felt like you didn't get value for money it's just that from a business model perspective they've they've tightened everything up there so that they are picking up every every bit of that free money every bit of that uh, you know that experience that that you that they possibly can
0: Well, how, how many times uh, have you been to a restaurant for yeah. the listeners out there yeah. and you're enjoying yourself you're having a drink yeah. and you finish your drink yeah and you you virtually have to flag someone down yeah, yeah, to, to come get, and yep. to come and take yeah. your order for another drink. Yeah. And there's ten minutes that goes between yep. between when you actually wanted it and when it turns up yep. again. Yeah. Um, if you look at it from the point of view, so if you just look at you know, a restaurant, even if twenty customers per day had an extra drink or or an entree or a dessert, yeah. Even if that was only at ten dollars per head per day, um, you're looking at two hundred dollars. per Per day of yep. extra revenue, times three hundred and sixty five days, it's seventy three thousand dollars extra mm-hmm. revenue per year. Yep. and over fourteen years, that's a million dollars. Yeah. So yeah. like <laughs> people, people never look at it in those no. in those and, perspectives. So, so we, we we look at that again with the we look at the fa- one of the one of the key things like the failing restaurant, the failing aspiring retiree is mm-hmm. not picking up the free money. Yeah, and, and what we're talking about yeah. largely there. Are um, uh, the fact that they're not putting in, yeah, you know, up to their two times twenty five thousand dollar contributions to superannuation and, yep. and claiming that contribution at thirty nine percent tax whilst right. only paying fifteen yep. percent on the way, and that's twenty four percent free money. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that's 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 that, one bit of the free money. That's one bit of the free money. There's there's spouse contribution that yep. can be made for and a spouse. There's government co contribution. There's all these things. There's yep.
1: all these things. And where people fail is that they actually don't pick up that yeah. free money. And that's, that's a good example, um, you know, to use just round numbers here. You might say someone someone comes in at 55 with $700,000 in, in superannuation and they're on track for $1.4 million at age 65 and we calculate they need about $2 million. It, it, sounds, it sounds like a lot of money, that $600,000 gap that we're trying to bridge there. But often it's, you know two hundred thousand of that just might be picking up the free money of the investment return. Their superannuation isn't isn't working as hard as it it it, it could be. We could be getting that, you know, getting an eight percent return rather than a six percent return, for example. So we've just we've picked up that free money and and you know, Mm -hmm. again, ASIC, if you listen to this, we know it's not free money, there's more volatility, yes, all the rest of it. But the point is you're already a portion of the way there. Then we look at, okay, well, let's pick up two hundred thousand dollars worth of tax savings along the way like you said they're currently paying you know thirty thousand dollars worth of income tax if we can bring that down to to twenty thousand dollars well then that makes it's going to make a huge difference so we can pick up two hundred thousand dollars worth of worth of tax savings the last two hundred thousand dollars can just be money that they're currently spending on things that they're not really getting value out of and and they'd probably rather put that into into super and and be able to travel more in retirement so that's a trade-off they're willing to make about that so all those things are not you know, it's not. It's what you're trying to do is just pick up all the free money. It, mm. It's not. It's not a thing where you necessarily are trying to, um, you know beat yourself up and, and try and flog yourself and make this as hard as possible to get where you need to yeah. be. It's just all those little things, getting them right, picking up the free money is is the great way to put it to, to it, get you in the best position.
0: Yeah, when you look at the difference that it makes in one year yeah, it's the wrong way to look at it yeah, you look at it good over good. 10 or 15 yeah. years yeah. and you say okay uh, I'm not bending over to pick up yeah. $5,000 or $10,000 a year yeah. I'm, I'm bending over to pick up a paper bag with $100,000 or yeah. $200,000 yes. or $300,000 exactly right yeah, yeah that's the way that it needs to be looked at yeah. just like the failing restaurant, yeah, goes if old. it looks at it? Oh, it's only yeah, it's only a it's cocktail. only twenty customers a yeah. day, and if yeah. they only spend an extra ten dollars, what yeah. what difference does that actually make? Yeah, it's a million dollars over fourteen years. Yeah, it's like one million dollars yes. over fourteen years yeah. is the difference that that makes. So no, that's exactly right. The quick recap: so uh, failing restaurants, failing aspiring retirees. Number one, um, first mistake: no visualizing success. So the failing restaurant doesn't know what they stand for. They don't. They don't know if they're fine dining, or if they should be family and relaxed and casual. Uh, the failing aspiring retiree doesn't actually take the time to think how much do I need to retire. Whether they need a fine dining retirement yep. Yep. or a relaxed and casual retirement. Yep. Um, where they need to be, uh, first before then backfilling and, and working backwards, backwards and, and and working out a strategy for that. Yep. Number two, no cleanliness, or no standards. Uh, so effectively, uh, every failing restaurant uh, is just filthy. Mm-hmm. There's no, no no cleanliness at all. Uh, every good restaurant mm-hmm. you know, uh, has impeccable cleanliness standards. The first thing is to do a thorough clean-out mm-hmm. of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. For aspiring retirees, the first step is a thorough budget clean-out. The kitchen is dirty or the yep. budget is dirty. Yep. Um, and that's for everyone. That's yeah. not just uh, that's right. that's not that's not just some of us. Yeah. If you haven't looked at this, yeah. if you don't look at this every single year, mm-hmm. and do a clean out, and you haven't done that for a period of time, then then you've got a dirty budget in mm-hmm. there. And you in in the first step, well, the second step, sorry, is is to clean out. Number three, no automation. So uh, or processes. So, for the failing restaurant. It's just no processes in place. Uh, Sometimes it's done this way, other times it's done this way. For the failing aspiring retiree, um, they're not automating their contributions. They're doing it sometimes. Um, What they need to do is set up that recurring fortnightly, Mm -hmm. if they get paid fortnightly, that recurring fortnightly transfer into their superannuation fund um, and potentially also into their, their bill paying account. Number four, chopping and changing the failing restaurant one week they're Italian, the next week they're Irish, the, you know, the the week after that they're Indian. For the failing or aspiring retiree, they're changing their investment strategies, they're doing it at precisely the wrong time, mm-hmm. um, they're making mistakes, they're not sticking to their strategy, they're chopping and changing. Number five, um, we just spoke about this of course, so I won't go into too much detail, but it's not picking up the free money. Mm-hmm. So So we love free money, it's one of our big sayings here. Yeah. Um, if money's going to be free, we're going to pick it up yeah. and take it, yep. and that's going to get us a long way um, of the to way to to, the, to that success.
1: So, so there it is. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a that's I think a, a great analogy there um, that you've that you've drawn. Michael. if you haven't watched Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares, up and do it. It is actually a, a pretty good watch. Seven plus. So if you go <laughs> to seven,
0: the Seven Plus app, yep. uh, and and watch it my father in law thinks it's the worst show he's ever watched I told him I watched it he said oh, i've watched it that's the, that's the most dreadful show so, I've ever watched
1: So, um, you know if you basically so jump on you'll either it sounds you like you'll either really enjoy it or you'll really hate it you'll, be, you'll know I think it's minutes.
0: one of the, it's one of my the favorites but now mind you, I love process I love yeah. to see him go in there and yeah. and turn things around and change yeah. the processes and systems yeah. and all those types of things yeah um uh it's quite humorous in terms of the way that he talks to these people. we would never dare to talk to
1: our clients that way. But no. Uh,
0: no. Yeah. No. No, um I I I. It's
1: something about the British show. accent where they can get away with a lot of a lot of swearing and a lot of sort of really can, rude yeah. conversation without it coming across as a as a really terrible I, thing. I agree. Australians I agree. Just can't do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, <laughs> exactly right. Uh, very good. Well, so there was five uh, five similarities there. Speaking of five. If you, if you can jump on your, your podcast player and hit the five stars button, if that's what you, what you think of our podcast, we'd appreciate it a lot. Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching
1: up again soon.